Well, hello everyone, and thank you for taking the time to check out my show here. Today I've got Josh Ross from the Blackheart Saints on, and this is a newer band that has had a couple songs on rock radio, and I really like them. Uh, in fact, I even like their older songs that were not on the radio. But this band has actually been at it for quite a while, so I think their success is well deserved. Um, they played shows with everyone from Seven Dust and Puddle of Mud to Slash and LA Guns. And I think the future is really bright for these guys. I think they're very talented musicians and songwriters, but they also seem to be really smart about the business side of things, like marketing a beer for the band and things like that. So it was a lot of fun chatting with Josh, and I hope to see this band live very soon. Welcome, Josh Ross, to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. How you doing, Josh? Doing good. How about yourself? Great, great. So Blackheart Saints is the, the band that you're in, but let's hear your whole story, like how we got to this point, because you've made some amazing music, but I want to know how you got there. You started, this, the story starts in, was it Lake Charles, Louisiana? That's where you're from? That's correct, yeah. Lake yeah. Charles, Louisiana. And you grew up in a rock and roll family. Your dad was like an old school rocker. Was he in bands? Yeah, man. So uh, my dad was also trying to do the same thing and chase the dream and uh I mean, he grew up in the in gospel, and uh, he was in the church choir and stuff. And then he ended up becoming some rock and roller man, and uh, just a small town boy with a big voice, you know. So uh, he was in a band called Kingdom, and they did a lot of traveling uh, back in the seventies and eighties and stuff. So okay, yeah, man, nice. All right. So what is he? Does he still doing uh, music now, or does he do something else? Uh, so my dad passed away. Actually, tomorrow will be the anniversary, his two year anniversary of, of passing away. Uh, with uh liver cancer so oh. uh of course he ain't doing anything anymore but uh yeah. but he, yeah man he, he was a lifer dude he uh i mean he was taking me to the bars when i was you know 15 years old if not younger and wrapping cables and uh and he just did it his whole life that's all i know you know uh every weekend he was in a in the local bar you know playing a show so wow what an inspiration yeah, well i think you're doing him proud with with what you've done so far it's amazing Appreciate that, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So you grew up, um, and also you, you said your mom, I think I heard your, you say your mom was kind of more into soul music, but you were a big GNR fan. Same as me. I'm a huge GNR fan. What other influences did you have growing up? Because you've drawn uh, comparisons to Miles Kennedy and Chris Cornell. I mean, that's pretty crazy to uh, to hear, but uh, <laughs> those guys are like gods to me. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, my two brothers were into the 90s stuff, and uh, I mean, between everything from Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, all the way to my dad, uh, which was Black Sabbath, uh, Led Zeppelin, um, you know, some Molly Crew, Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, Mom was into, you know, Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye. And um, so, you know, I got a good taste of kind of, you know, all over the, the spectrum, you know, just being the youngest of the family, you know, just kind of consumed everybody's taste. Okay. You know? So then when you, yeah. uh, you, I heard you say your favorite movie's rock star with Mark Wahlberg. Was that what made you want to be like a rock star seeing that movie? Yeah, man. Of course. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, the rock star was, was, I mean, it's, man, it's a cult classic. It's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's everything you want to inspire to be just a crazy night, the awesome shows, uh, women lined up down the hotel hallway, <laughs> all the good stuff, man, you know, um, yeah, like I said, my dad was it was from that kind of era. So, you know, it was it just meant a lot to me to see something so cool, uh, this bigger than life attitude, you know, and uh and people just kind of, you know, falling in love with that, you know. Yeah. It's just really cool to I think, you know, 
I should have been back in, in that era. I feel like that that was kind of like my time. I wish I could just go back and be there. <laughs> well, you that know, you can bring it back. And 80s. Yeah, yeah, you can bring that era back because there's still a lot of people that love, like myself, that love that kind of music. So I think that's awesome. So what age did you start like playing the guitar and singing and doing all that stuff? Uh, my brother was a guitar player. So, you know, I mean, since we were kids, uh, I mean, before I found my voice, that's kind of, you know, I was, I was trying to pick up instruments. Uh, my dad was a, he started off being a drummer and um, hmm. that's how he kind of got picked up from his band because he was going out to the park and setting up his drum set and just bashing his set out there in the park. And these young guys saw him and, uh, and picked him up. So my dad gave me my first drum set and I was probably about 14 years old, you know, so picked that up a little bit. And I think that kind of laid the foundation to uh, kind of keep going, you know, which was great because I mean, obviously getting the drums down, you get the, the rhythm the foundation of, uh, of every song, you know, is a, uh, is a good beat. So you so, can play drums, guitar, and sing. I mean, to some degree. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, awesome. I haven't played drums since, since I was a kid. So, you know I mean? I'm, I'm definitely a little rusty there, but uh, that's kind of where I started. Yeah. You know, just kind of followed weird enough, the same footsteps that my dad kind of did. Okay. So, uh, so I picked up the guitar, man, probably shortly after 16 oh, okay. and, uh, and played and played acoustic probably, you know, every, every day, you know, just, you know, with, with some friends of mine back in uh, Lake Charles. And uh, like I said, I didn't break out of my shell until probably about 20 years old. So uh, I had a lot of years to kind of build up, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, foundation for me right. to be, to be who, who I am today. Yeah. Know? So, so you had some other bands before Blackheart Saints, there was a band called parallel the sky. Tell me about that one. Yeah, man. That's uh that's the first rock and roll band of Josh Rosser. Then, okay. <laughs> what kind of music uh, right was that? Now, um, man, I, I guess it would be, uh, I mean, the guys I was in the band with were, were um, you know, into, into like a three doors down. Okay. Kind of that style. kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess more, you know, Southern rock still, but um, something a little bit more melodic, I guess. Okay. So, uh, and like I said, and, you know, we're all young, man. So we're, you know, definitely trying to find our sounds. I don't think we really had enough time to really figure out what that was. Um, but it definitely was a good way to get, you know, introduced into uh, the bar scene and getting, you know, comfortable with uh, being a front man, which, you know, I mean, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, you know, so. Um, because yeah, that was in 2008. Was so you've been doing this stuff for 13 years. Yeah, man. That's crazy. <laughs> so when did you yeah. do, so you were in that band and then you were in some other band called uh, RW? Um, so yeah, so which actually that was the beginning of what Black Heart Saints is today. Okay. So um, once I, I actually moved from Lake Charles and I moved to uh, Baton Rouge um, before moving out to Texas. And that's where we kind of found, started the whole black bar Saints thing. So going yeah. from parallel sky to Lafayette, um, it was just the, the band that was with parallel sky was kind of, uh, everyone's going their separate ways and stuff. And, um, you know, and we just kind of, we just lost ground. So, um, I went on to my next chapter, which was moving out to Baton Rouge and found a job. I actually got started with the cover band that, uh, my brother was in. Uh, who I grew up watching as well. So uh, they need a new singer. So I just kind of packed up my bags and moved out there and started playing rock and roll with them every weekend, just doing the cover gig deal. And, um, and then I had the opportunity to move out to Austin, Texas for a job. And, uh, and oh. I already knew that I want to kind of chase the dream. Yeah, you know? that's uh, smart. In, in Austin, Texas. So yeah, so in, in what you're talking about, R, uh, RW is Revolution Wild, which is this beginning okay. phase of what Blackheart Saints is. 
me and Mark, the guitar player from Black Heart Saints, we actually were starting that group first. And uh, and we were just trying to find ourselves again. Okay. You know, we were trying to find a name, trying to figure out who's the musicians. We all, you know, I mean, me and Mark both moved to Austin to try to become, you know, rock and rollers. So and, you guys um, moved together. Cause, and tell me how you met Mark. You found him in like an ad. Was this in like a newspaper or Craigslist or how, what, where, what website did you use or source to find him? So like so, so I'm from a small town and, and Mark is as well. He's from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So he moved down actually a couple months before I did. Okay. Um, so, and, and I think he actually came down with, with a band or, or maybe the singer that he was with at the, at the time. And, um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we both moved there. I didn't know how else to try to find a band. And it took me about a year to kind of get grounded and stuff. Um, but once I kind of got my year in Austin and kind of got grounded, kind of had a little, uh, you know, money to kind of be comfortable and stuff like that to kind of, okay, now I can start looking for, you know, my musicians again, you know. Um, I didn't know any other way of doing it besides doing a, a like an old paper ad. You know, kind of like what my dad and them was doing back then. Huh. It's like, hey, you know, I want to get on, on Microsoft Word and type up something. Here's a picture. And I went around and I just posted up at like workshops and, and uh, like music shops and, and uh, practice huh. spaces and stuff like that. That's so, yeah, fascinating. Man, and, so you actually just use an old school piece of paper and put it up like a flyer. Yeah, man. I went That's to old awesome. school method. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. And so that I was like, what, like 2014 or so? Uh, yeah, That would probably be um 2000 and probably 13 13 so okay a, a year before that like i said because we started the rw okay and um and like i said and we tried to get that going and it just wasn't lining up with, with okay. the guys we just couldn't I, find it we couldn't agree on the sound or okay like that. so then we kind of took it some time off and then me and mark kind of regathered and then we created black heart saints okay and then you so black heart saints you create this band now who does the songwriting is it mostly you is it you and mark together or is it the whole band do the, do the does the bass player and the drummer help out with that too or is it uh, i mean it's definitely a, a, a process with any songwriting I, I think a lot of people probably would agree with that um you know me and mark we always wrote together i mean and like i said we've been through a couple uh lineup changes and stuff mm -hmm. so uh, this method actually just works out great for us. And, and, you know, I get inspired by whatever riffs Mark's coming up with. And, um, and, and we take it to one point, And then when we get to there, we bring it to the rest of the guys and we just kind of chip away at it and, uh, and, and build that song to be kind of what we envision. And then uh, we just take that to the producer and, and we get hammering on it even more. And uh, I think it's, I think it's a whole team process. Okay. To be honest. Yeah. Cause yeah. I love, um, I mean, I heard your, obviously I heard the first song, misery i think that was the song that i that i first heard and that's when i reached out to have you on the show that was like a, a almost like a year ago i feel like but yeah, i went man. back today yeah. and i i listened to some of your older stuff uh like one last thrill and gasoline these are really fast like catchy tunes alive is a great rock and so it's got a mean riff and this sick guitar solo and then um crazy i love how so many of your songs have this like fast pace like an up tempo i'm guessing that's really fun to play live right yeah, man. And that kind of goes back to uh, what we're saying about being inspired by, by Guns N' Roses. You mm. know I mean? Uh, you know, uh, appetite for destruction. I mean, from, from top to bottom, I mean, it was just, uh, it was one hit after another. You yeah. Know? And, um, and, you know, and, and everything kind of based it off that drive and, and, you know, uh, there's plenty of stuff to be angry about these days. So yeah, uh, we're, we're transferring that throughout the rock and roll, man. And somebody, I mean, we, people need something 
to to relieve that in some kind of way, you know, and, and I think music kind of helps people get through all kinds of stuff, you know, uh, depending on your mood, you're going to listen to a certain type of music. So, Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, like with the song Quicksand, though, because that's actually one of the few slower songs that you do, which is also a great tune. What inspired that one? What is that about? Uh, Quicksand, um, man, you know, sometimes the basic songs are some of the, the, the greatest, the greatest ones. And um, Quicksand kind of got written i guess when i was writing it i didn't know the message behind it you know um and i think more as i as i listen to it i go over it uh it just strikes more how much it, it just means to me you know in my life and uh quick sandwiches you know being handed a life uh that you weren't expected you know hmm. and you just got to overcome that you know you overcome that 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 quicksand uh you know we don't get to choose how you know what how we're born you know how, mm-hmm. how we come into this life so uh you know i think a lot of us go through a lot of hardship you know i got i, I come from a, a rough background so uh, i've seen a lot of things at a young age i should have seen so there's been a lot of quicksand uh that i've been trying to hammer out you know, wait so what are, of, tell me about that what is the stuff that you saw at a young age that you shouldn't have seen um man i mean you could go back to uh i mean drug abuse uh, abusiveness uh, you know, I mean, it's dark, dark things, stuff you see in the movies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like in your family you know, life or your friends or, or just, yeah, uh, all of it, man. Uh, like I said, uh, we come, I come from a small town. There's not much, you know, else to do. A lot of people get lost, you know, mm. in, in drug abuse. Uh, you know, not, not a lot of people, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, you're, you're handed the, the life that that's granted to you. So you take that and you make it something better. And then, like I said, I mean, from uh, my mom being a, a, a single, uh, you know, a single mother trying to raise three kids, uh, you know, going through boyfriends, uh, uh, watching those abusive men take it out on the family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just finding or everyone having to try to find their way through our life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, no one's perfect. You know, I think we all got problems. Yeah. And uh, even within our families and within our surroundings. And uh, those are the things that, that helped help me become the musician I am today. That's, that's mm-hmm. what inspires my songs, you know, okay. writing. Uh, it's almost like a, a, a way to, to release that, you know? Yeah. To, you know, yeah, so like said, within, within the songs, there's a lot of metaphors, you know what I'm saying? Sure. How, how I like to write. I like, I like someone to maybe take a song. What it means to me may mean something different to Absolutely, you. Absolutely. Yeah. If it helps you, then great. Right. That's awesome. No. And I, and I love, so I think, is it misery? That's the song. Obviously that one's on the radio that's on the charts. And then it was lines. That's the other one that's also charted on uh, the rock radio. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How do you get to that point where, cause the other album that I listened to, uh, I think the album was called alive. And like I said, all those songs I mentioned earlier are so great. How come those ones are not on the radio? And then these ones are, I mean, they're all great songs. Is it a push to try to get your songs played on the radio so that you can get them on the, you know, the billboard mainstream charts or whatever? Like that's gotta be hard to do that. Right. How do you do that? For sure. Um, yeah, man. And and like I said, I think we kind of waited for the uh, the right moment to maybe start pushing stuff too. Like I said, with anything new, uh, you got to work out the kinks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And uh, same as with the lineup and members and finding the guys with the same vision, the same attitude, and the same wants. Um, like I said, so when we first started, we're figuring out our sound, and um, I think right now is just a good prime time for us where me and Mark have put a lot of time in together. We know each other. We you know. Uh, 
you know, I know what side he seeps on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know each other. Wow. So uh, that comes throughout the music. It comes without the, the writing process of like, okay, I know where your riff is going or, you know, where my vocal is going. So you, we shift, we switch and shift. So I think with the Misery album was just a good album where we start to go, man, you know, we're really onto something. We're really starting to found, find that, that Black Heart Saints sound. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is the direction we're going. So um, and again, I mean, it takes money to make money, the whole game and, and everything like that. So, uh, when we start investing, you know, like we're doing this all ourselves, you know, it's in-house, yeah. independent. Yeah. Didn't and, you um, guys buy a, um, you got, you, you bought your own van. You called it the saint station and you got, you're pulling this trailer in the van. Now do you sleep in the van or is that just to, to pull the stuff and then you guys get a hotel or, or what's that like traveling with a band in a van? That's, I mean, you see these bands, the bigger bands get the huge tour buses. Some of them have their own tour. Like I think Vince Neil gets his own tour bus, you know, from all right. like, so what is it like four guys in this tiny van? I mean, do you, you kill each other? Do you drive each other nuts? I'm sure we would all love our own personalized. <laughs> all right. We'll get by there. By the end of it. For yes. sure. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's, dude, it's uh, like I said, you learn you, you guys, you learn them uh, yeah. really well. And uh, Ian, he's, he's a favorite one out of the band, you know, cause he's, uh, he's, he's a lover, you know what I'm saying? So he likes to talk. He wants to get to know you. He wants to hug, shake hands, you know, and, and tell you his life story. Uh, so you can imagine, hearing that story for <laughs> two weeks straight inside of a van. Now, did you, and also didn't someone steal the trailer? Did you guys get that back? We haven't got it back yet, man. Um, you and know, it had all your stuff in it or was it empty? Uh, it was empty. Like so okay. we, we, that's one thing that we, you know, we always try to cross across our T's, dot our I's, all that yeah. good stuff. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been a band for what, over six years now or, mm -hmm. or close to a little bit over six or something. Um, We've been very fortunate, man. I mean, we traveled throughout yeah. the nation and, and uh, we've been pretty aware of our surroundings and stuff. Uh, it's just funny enough, man. We we had everything emptied in the trailer. It was in the house. Um, I was just about to uh, to move. So everything was packed up. We left the, the trailer at the house over the Christmas break while we all go and see our family. And uh, sure enough, during the Christmas break, some someone decided <sighs> that there was a trailer up for grabs. Oh, that and, uh, sucks, man. So, yeah, man, you know, and like, so I've been having the trailer since, you know, Parallel of the Sky. It's, it's been something that's been around for, uh, if anything, it's just the memories because I just mm. know where that trailer has been. Mm. And, uh, in, in the, and, and, it's kind of part of my life, you know? Yeah. So, well, let's talk about trapper, so. where that trailer has been. So I think one of the, was one of the big, uh, the, the biggest first shows that you did was South by Southwest. Were you guys on the side stage or tell me about South by Southwest. I've never been there because I look at the flight prices and the hotel prices to Austin during that time. And it's like through the, not to mention the price for the ticket to the, to actually go to the event. So, but tell me what it's like to play that. Do you get like a free pass to go to all the other stuff too then? Or. Yeah. So, um, well, the first year that we played, we were just, uh, it was just our debut show, which is really cool because obviously, you know, it was our backyard mm -hmm. and uh, we were a new band on the scene and everyone wants to play South by Southwest. You know I mean? We've got bands from all over the world coming over. Um, you know, I mean, the first, uh, let's see, we've done it. I mean, we've done it ever since we've been a band. So um, there might have been one year where we took off, but we didn't become official artists until the past two years. Oh. So we were doing a lot of just doing a lot of street shows, doing a lot of the smaller venues. And, okay. Cause uh, did I see, like did I see a show that you did in 2012, just you solo? Were you just like on the street at South by Southwest? And you're like, 
just trying to get close? Yeah, uh, I mean, we definitely done that for sure, for sure. Uh, but I've been, I played acoustic and, and did the cover stuff yeah. uh, on Sixth Street. I had like about, um, I had three residencies that I was doing. Um, oh. This is before Black Heart Saints was kind of was even really becoming a, a thing. We yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Again. Uh, so, but yeah, man, I was doing that for about a year straight, man. So when oh. Southpaw came around, I had a lot of connections and stuff. Okay. Filling up slots, man, and just trying to get seen. And, and so then, and so then, after South by Southwest, I think you guys played with Filter. Was that the first big band that you had pl- done a show with? That was, yep, yeah, for uh, for Blackheart Saints. And it was, so, okay, uh, was that pretty yeah, memorable? Exactly. Was that exciting? You're like, ah, oh, we're playing with Filter. I mean, were you fans of Filter? I like Filter. Yeah, I, mean, I like Filter too. Uh, I mean, it was a memorable show. I, I think he uh, he started to have some some gremlins in his little uh, guitar pedal board uh Uh-oh. and he just decided to pick it up and throw it off the stage so what it was memorable <laughs> it was definitely memorable so, he threw his uh, guitar that, pedal off the stage yeah he was he was not having it and oh. man he's a rock star i guess so <laughs> he can do what he wants okay but, uh, i would i wouldn't be throwing stuff off the stage uh but yeah <laughs> they did a great show nonetheless and it was just it was just funny it was just like yeah. it was our first big show to play with somebody and we're like yes this is the way to do it that's funny roll, yeah <laughs> so that's cool now you've done multiple shows with dangerous toys um, and have you met Jason McMaster? Like, have you actually, have you ever worked with him? Because he's such a talented musician, you know, he's, he's some of his other bands, broken teeth and stuff. And he's got so much experience in the business. I'd love to see some sort of collaboration between you two. Yeah, man. He's like a, uh, like Texas royalty, you know, definitely for, for, for Texas rock and roll, man. Yeah. That's, he's, he's the man. And we, we definitely had a, a couple run-ins, you know, we opened up for, um, you know, broken teeth and stuff uh, as well in dangerous toys. So we, we get a chance mm. to kind of, uh, say hey real quick and stuff. We haven't really had a full conversation and everything, but you know I completely respect him as as a front man, a singer, and and I think he had what one of the top fifty rock albums of, of all time or something up there with Skid Row and all them guys. So he's definitely uh, someone that that we look up to and and uh, inspire to be. Definitely you know a guy. He's right in our backyard, man. He's 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 the man, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, we all we want to do is just be able to, to carry the torch. So if those guys are happy enough to pass it down to us, man, we're, we're ready to grab and, and, and do what we can. You know? Yeah, I, I went and saw them in Colorado. We drove because they don't they don't do that many shows. And I live in Phoenix and I drove out to see them. And I was just impressed at how the musicianship like the guitar. Uh, Scott, I think, is a guitar player, Scott. Uh, yep. Dal- Dalivar, I'm not sure how to say his like He was insane. He was just lighting it up. I mean, it was crazy how good they still sounded after all these years. I was really impressed. So it's never, fun. never skip the beat, man. Them guys, no. them guys are rock and roll, man. Yeah. So then and, you've uh, done so many shows with, I mean, which ones stand out to you? Like you've played with the Winery Dogs, Kings X, Puddle of Mud, uh, Skillet, POD, Coed and Cambria, Cambria, uh, Jackal, Dawkin. I mean, do are any of those like? really memorable for you or do you just start to kind of be part of the uh part of the business where you're just like oh it's another big band tonight yeah man i think uh winery dogs is definitely one of our one of our favorite shows to kind of just be part of um getting to talk to uh you know them guys behind stage and uh just super down to earth man and and uh and super talented musicians i mean it was just something that we were kind of as musicians being inspired by musicians we're just yeah right (laughs) like these guys are like, how do you get so good? You know, um, you know, years, obviously, you know, yeah. years and, and, and putting in the work, man. Uh, but that was, yeah, that's probably one of our favorite ones, man. I mean, we love Kings X too. Uh, Doug Finnick, man, we've got to uh, run into him a couple of times and 
uh, even out there in LA um, at the NAMM show and stuff. And uh, always a great person to kind of get to meet and, and, uh, and talk to you. And it's good when you can meet some of those rock idols that, uh, that really, you know, uh, embrace you and bring you in. Yeah. So you did a show in 2018 with the dead daisies. I just had John Karabi on and I think Dizzy Reed was at this show too. Did you get to interact with John Karabi or Dizzy Reed at all? I know I saw a picture of you with a uh, Dean Castronovo, who's also a very, yeah. Famous. Yeah, man, we got to, uh, I mean, like I said, it's always so quick, man, you know, doing, oh, doing it's quick. Show, okay. guys show yeah. Up. yeah. They usually just show up right before, uh, you know, they're about to hit the stage and everything and, and you know, who's to blame them, uh, for how, how well known all them guys are legendary guys. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I said, they're, they're always super nice, man. I mean, I, I don't have any bad experiences of, uh, definitely day, you know, dead days is running to any of them guys, you know, uh, and talking to Dean back, you know, in the parking lot, it was probably the, the best conversations that we had. It was with me and my drummer, Nate, and, uh, and they were just drumming off, you know, just, drum nerd nerding off with each other so it was pretty, it was, it was <laughs> oh that's awesome. cool yeah yeah man yeah. it was cool and then buck cherry and blacktop mojo you did a show with that did you i would assume yeah, you man. you get to probably interact with blacktop mojo a little bit more because they're, they're yeah yeah i i had him uh matt on the show he's really fun dude matt's great man them guys are uh i mean that's that's our texas homies you know what i'm saying uh we done a couple shows with them, man. We got to hang out on the, on the tour bus with them and, and, you know, drink too much whiskey and, uh, talk about the good times the bad times and, uh, and, you know, helping each other in, in the industry, man. And it's, it's kind of good to come across, uh, guys like that who, uh, are willing to, uh, again, it's, it's, it's about embracing each other and, and helping bring each other up. And, uh, and them guys are a prime example of, of doing that. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they're all about helping and giving advice that they can and, uh, and they know we're in the, we're in the same, uh, we're in this for the same reason. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is, a, this is what we, this is who we are. This is yeah. all we know. Uh, so it's good to be able to kind of have that teamwork in that right. neighborhood. Uh, so yeah, man, sure. you guys are great, man. That's great. So, and then slash that had to be one of the best shows that you just to, to be able to perform with that guy. I mean, even if I'm guessing maybe it was a similar kind of thing where you just had a real brief interaction with them, but slash and miles Kennedy, both those guys are legends. I mean, did you, you have anything to remember about that show? Uh, I mean, I think the best thing I can remember is, uh, well, there's two things. There's, uh, the first one, which is slash's road case with all his guitars that says, uh, touch and I'll break your hand. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 gold. And then the next thing is probably when they were loading out and, you know, everyone's kind of gathered, at, you know, in the back and stuff. And, and we're trying to load out as well with everybody. Uh, I think there's some girl that we had with us. And uh, while well, she saw Slash come walk by and she goes to grab and say, hey, Slash. And the security guy just comes in and just just takes her out of the way. And uh, I'm like, well, that's that's, you know, that's rock and roll royalty. That's yeah, you got you can't just. Goose, you know? Yeah, no, that reminds me. uh one time my, my nephew was here in Arizona and uh, they were at the mall and they saw Mike Tyson and he's just a little kid. And he's like, Hey Mike. And then he, you know, went to run to, to go say hello. And then his security guards did like the formation or something and got in front of him. And it's like, yeah, you can't just like approach some of these guys. Like, you know, cause they probably yeah. get a lot of weirdos and like uh, people that want to hurt them. So it's, their security oh, doesn't imagine. know. So cool. And then you did a show with steel Panther. That's one of my favorite yeah. bands personally. I mean, have you seen them perform a lot? Cause I've seen them like 20 times and every time it's different. Yeah, man. Uh, I watched a couple live shows, you know, from YouTube and stuff. Um, 
and you, we knew what we were expecting for sure. We definitely watched some of the music videos, and they're very tasteful. Uh, so, which was probably one of our best shows in, in Austin, man. I mean, that that was a pretty much a almost a sold out show. If it wasn't a sold out, it was probably about fourteen hundred people uh, wow. in, in one big room, man. And it was, you know, right in our backyard again, dude. Just like that's, it was just very humbling to, uh, you know, because there's so much music in Austin, and uh, I mean, it's hard to kind of intrigue that many people in a music capital uh yeah to come to one show so it was really cool to see them guys like even how extreme they are in uh you know to be able to pull that many people in austin and it was i mean dude it was rocking that's awesome. awesome so do you have any shows lined up for the summer or what are your thoughts on doing shows right now because do you think that people are you worried if you perform that people might judge you like why are you performing it's not safe because i'm seeing shows rescheduled for 2022 which seems to me a little bit extreme. I, I, I'm seeing other shows going on like right now. So I don't know. What are your thoughts yeah. on this whole thing? Are you going to do shows? Are you guys rescheduling them or? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it's been something that, I mean, me personally, I've been hammering out, um, you know, because there's so much, you know, controversy over, uh, you know, trying to put any kind of events again. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the last thing we want is just, you know, some bad, some bad press on us thinking that we're trying to, to do harm to people and, all we're trying to do is bring enjoyment and laughter and love and rock and roll and all other, you know, stuff that goes with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I kind of told my band, I was like, you know, let's, let's definitely just be very, um, let's just think everything through, you know what I'm saying? Let's just mm -hmm. see what's, what, what is out there. Let's not get in a rush to do anything. Um, and the same thing is like, you kind of book some stuff and then it gets pushed back and then it gets pushed back some more. It gets pushed mm -hmm. back. And let's just wait. Let's just wait till the time's right. Cause there's so much more that, that we need to be doing anyways, you know? And like I said, I'd rather be doing stuff that's going to build us up uh, and make us ready for when it is time to go. Uh, you're very patient. You're very patient. You're looking forward, which I like that. That's smart. You're not thinking short term. Let's do shows right now. You're thinking, well, let's, let's just be patient and wait, which I think in a way is very smart. So you don't have anything lined up right now. Well, we do. We definitely got some stuff lined up. And, and like I said, we've just been very selective with okay. that. We're just not trying to put any show yeah. together. And um, that's smart. We definitely got, um, we got July 4th. We'll be actually going out to, uh, and this is something that we have right before the COVID. Some of these dates are kind of coming back through. Okay. Us. Um, so we have Fort Hood. So we'll go out to the military base. And, uh, and that's probably about an hour and a half north of Austin for us. So Fort okay. Hood, we'll be out there doing Fourth of July, playing for the military and uh, giving back. You know, they give so much for us. So, you know, we, you know, this is just our little bit to help we get back to them, man. You know, That's really cool. Yeah. So, so you had, we, sorry, go on. Is there more, more shows? There, there, there's a few things. Um, you know, Rob's going to be trying to do uh, Illinois State Fair, and that's going to be in August. And then the next uh, New Mexico State Fair um, in September. Okay. So. Nothing in Phoenix though yet, huh? Nothing to finish. Damn it. Now, so. Okay. Well, keep yeah. me posted. <laughs> We're trying. Yeah. So you've had, um, this is cool that you had like saliva and some other bands or very well-known artists. They like your Instagram pics or they follow you. Like you guys had the disturbed basis that he came to see, see a show. Explain what that's like. Cause it's one thing to do a show like with slash and you just have a short interaction, but these are people that are actually like there to watch your show. I mean, that's got to feel pretty good. Right. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, John Moyer, uh, like I said, I mean, he lives in Austin with us and stuff. And um, he actually works at, you know, he goes back and forth uh, with the studio that we uh, record at. So uh, we get a chance to run into him every once in a while. Him, him and my producer will be working on, on some projects together. Um, 
so yeah, so we get to run into him and, and it's great, man. I mean, he, he's, you know, he's always been kind and, uh, and again, lend us some, some information that he can. I mean, uh, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, we're all in this, in this dang boat together and we're just mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get there. I don't think anybody really knows, yeah. um, you know, on, on what to do nowadays. So, yeah. um, if anything, we're just kind of, you know, we just, we just BS, we just kind of hang out and we just talk, Hey, how's, how's the family? How you doing? Yeah. You know, what's your favorite ice cream? No, that's like smart that, you know? networking. <laughs> so, and speaking of networking with other bands, um, I've had a lot of the great newer kind of bands on, I would call you guys kind of a newer band, right? And some of the other yeah. newer bands that I've had on my show, like I've had the Black Moods, Them Evils, Joyous Wolf, Of Limbo, Moon Fever, Goodbye June, Blacktop Mojo, the, this band, The Issue. Uh, what are other up and coming, up and coming like newer bands that you think are the future of rock? There's got to be a lot in Austin because that's a huge music scene. Yeah, well, I mean, Austin brings a, a lot of things. So um, there's definitely a couple. I'll give you some Texas, you know, bands. Like I said, I mean, you guys support the Texas boys. Um, from Austin, we have uh, Empty Trail. Um, they're a cool progressive rock band that that's doing, you know, big stuff. Um, um, we got uh, from San Antonio, we got Jason Kane and the Jive, which is a cool uh, take on a seventies rock. It's a, it's a younger band as well. And, uh, and they're doing really cool stuff. And uh, you know, Jason got this really cool, sweet little mustache handlebar thing. You got okay. Like I'll yeah, have to yeah, check these guys yeah. out. I love discovering yeah. new music. So there's more. Yeah, man. Yeah. There, there's, we got odd fellows from, uh, Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, man. So they're, they're, they're great guys too. And, uh, and then from Houston, you got the boys, uh, hold on Hollywood. They're doing big stuff. So, uh, like I said, these just guys we, we see on the road, you know, often because, you know, we're all kind of working the same home base. And oh, stuff, that's and cool. That. And they're all great guys, man. You yeah. Know? And like, they're all trying dude. And, and you know, you got to give love to where, where love is, is due, you know? Absolutely. So you did some, you've done some solo shows. What is the, your future with your solo career? Are you going to continue to work on that while you do Blackheart Saints? Or is that kind of on hold right now? Uh, I mean, I mean, never know what the future holds, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I definitely love, you know, Black Heart Saints. And I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So, uh, I mean, obviously that's where the focus is, you know, yeah. and um, we're all trying to do this full time and, and everything. And uh, we're all pretty fortunate to be able to kind of pretty much do that. So, um, I mean, I got other projects, other little pet projects where, you know, we're doing the Led Zeppelin tribute. Um, yeah, I was going to ask that you about project. that. You've done that multiple times. How fun is that you do? And is that more lucrative than doing the originals at this juncture. Cause I, there's definitely a higher ceiling with the originals, um, you know, in five years, if you're, you, you know, you can only go so far as a cover band, but in terms of like right now, do you make, can you make more doing the cover band stuff? Cause that's got to bring in a, a big crowd. For sure. And then that's kind of where that pivot is, is like, you know, um, being able to try to, to fit both of them in because obviously one's helping the other. And uh, like I said, we're not trying to expect much money off the Black Heart Saints deal. I mean, it's it's we're, we're building we're building this thing up, and and Rogue is going to be an empire uh, at some point. Love it. Uh, while still being being available, you know. So uh, Led Zeppelin's, you know, funny enough, it's it's one of those good tools. And the guys that played with, uh, they all kind of have their side projects. So the the game plan for it is is just that. Hey, mm-hmm. let's do this. Uh, we're pretty good at it. Uh, maybe it can make us a little bit of money. So then we have all this time to be able to kind of focus towards the, our, our, our primary goals, which is yeah. you know, our, our, our projects. That's smart. Uh, like said, yeah. yeah, man. You have some funds. Yeah. You have some other projects you guys did. You did like a photo shoot um, for some print ads and you did, a, you guys did a commercial and then do you have a beer at a brewery? 
The black we do black heart stout. Yeah. How can That's I get that? Right. Can I do I have to come to Austin to get that, or can I order that or something? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll have to talk after the podcast. Okay. Might, might go, might go to something out there. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. We, 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 you know, we're looking for, you know, you gotta try new things, man. And that's kind yes. of what, what we're about. You know what I'm saying? I and, agree. Uh, definitely with the COVID thing, it was, I think it's a rude awakening for, for everybody where we're like, man, our jobs can be going like that. Like yeah. without any say so, without any, any way to change that, like we need to figure out other ways to kind of make this uh, successful and, and just kind of have these plates turning. No, that's really smart. Yeah. Going. Cause I know like the black moods are like the Phoenix band and they have their own wine. And I think they just, they have, a, I think they have a red one and now they're doing a white one. And I think, I think a lot of bands, don't you guys make more money off like the merch and like, you know, wines and beers and things like that? Because I mean, you just can't, you're not going to make as much off selling records or whatever. I mean, so it's either the live shows or the merch. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and kind of like, uh, I mean, I saw the, the podcast with, with Matt and, and like he's saying, I mean, uh, you can't really, we all need to be on Spotify and the Apple mm-hmm. play and stuff. And, and that, that's good to get us out there and stuff. But uh, even with all those, those plays and everything, I mean, that's not the same as it was back in the day when there was no, but what it, yeah. But what it does is it makes it, uh, it, it generates a fan base. Cause I, I mean, I, absolutely, I heard your song misery and I was immediately, I'm like, dude, I'm in, I'm, I'm sign me up. I'm a fan. And now I'm, like I said, I'm discovering your back catalog and I'm like, you guys have a lot of great songs. So I'm excited to see mm. you live. I'll buy a shirt or a beer or whatever you guys have selling. Yeah. And then, uh, it's great. I love it. Um, Hell yeah, man. so speaking of money, what are your thoughts on, pay to play are you a fan of that or do you think it's okay to do it sometimes or do you say because some bands have a strict like i will not do pay to play sure man I, you know i think you depends on what you're looking for in life man you know i mean you either you either play the game or you don't play the game and i think there's times to do it i think there's times not to do it mm-hmm. uh as you said i mean you know yeah you're gonna make your money off of merch so mm. if you're able to to to, to pay to be part of a, a big enough tour where you know that okay well x amount of money but if i'm making all these merch sales because these shows are packed out and i'm on that tour and i'm able to build that that resume then uh well then there's no questions asked it's more about numbers and more about mm-hmm. you know uh the opportunity yeah and building um, a fan base and thinking long term right because if you go on that tour with the pay to play and you travel along the country and you're building fans then you come back on your own if you've built fans then they'll come and see you Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, it definitely would have to be a band that, you know, you know, is, is bringing, bringing people and, uh, you know, definitely don't go uh, pay to be on the tour that your other local rock band is putting together. I mean, that I wouldn't, yeah. you're just helping them, you're just helping them do their tour and that doesn't help you in the long run. Right. So, no, no. Uh, but yeah, I know like definitely yeah. times and place. Yeah, you know? for sure. I know like the black moods here, they, they tour, they did the pay to play for white snake. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like opening for white yeah. snake and it hopefully expose them to, a, a, you know, a lot of people. A huge audience. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think the thing is, is like, there's so much good music out there, but I just think like, like I said, your first album, I had never heard that. And it's like, what, three or four years old. And it's like, how did I not hear these songs? These songs are great. So sometimes you just have to, like you said, play the game to, to expose your music to people. So um, you guys have a standup comedy there in, in Austin now, like Joe Rogan moved there. Um, you're, you're yeah. a fan of stand-up comedy. Do you ever go see some of the comedians out th- down there? Uh, definitely not yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of definitely comedy, man. I grew up on, uh, some, some good old, uh, com- comic view and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day when it was on BET and 
uh, all that good stuff. I mean, I love comedy, man. I love some raunchy stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, with those guys, you know, with Joe Rogan moving in, it seems like uh, Tom Segura. Is that right? Tom Segura? Yeah. Is the comedian. So I think he's he's about to move out there to Austin as well. Yeah, Fahim uh, Anwar. So, that's another. He's from Seattle, where I'm from. I used to see him all the time. He okay. He moved to Austin. You should check him out. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple of times. He's really funny. I highly recommend. I think, where do you guys do comedy? Is it Stubbs? Is that where the comedy is? And that's like also a music venue? It's, well, I think so. Ro- Joe Rogan, I think, just bought um, um, a theater out there. Uh, One World Theater or something like that. So oh. I would expect a lot of the big, the bigger shows and stuff. And all those people that have been playing at Stubbs are going to probably start going out there to play, uh, which is a little bit on, I want to say it's probably on the west side. Okay. Uh, so it's a little, it's a little bit of out of downtown area. Downtown's been getting a little sketchy and stuff, but um, mm. but yeah, I mean, right now Stubbs, uh, Vulcan Gas Company, um, was actually uh like an EDM uh venue, but I think they've been doing a lot more, um, okay, comic shows as well as Antones. I think it's starting to host a few, uh, comic shows. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, tell me this story that that someone had kind of reached out to you because they were suicidal at a show and you, you kind of pulled them over to the merch table and you, you kind of helped this guy out. What, what was the story with this? Uh, so yeah, man, who were we playing with? I think it was, um, I can't even think exactly who it was, but it was, it was a bigger show that we were playing. And, um, and this young guy, man, um, you, I, he obviously had, had a disability of some sort. Mm. Um, and he was just going through some stuff, man. And, and I, I, I had no idea, you know, of what was going on, but he, he just came up to the table and he wanted to get something. Um, but I don't think he had any money or anything, but he was just kind of looking around and stuff. So we just kind of, Hey, how's it going? And everything like that. Um, and then once I kind of started to talk to him and kind of get his story and everything, um, he started to kind of tell me about a breakup and stuff and, and, uh, how I think one of the songs, uh, kind of touched him in some way. And, and he was just trying to deal with this and, um, he just was head over heels for this girl and, and just didn't uh, know how to handle it. And he was young. I mean, he was probably 18. So it was an all ages show. Um, and he just was, you know, asking for advice, like, Hey, you know, how do I, how do I handle these emotions and stuff? And, uh, and man, I just, for some reason, I don't know why, but it just, it just hit me that I need to just talk to this guy, you know, and just kind of give him, my full attention and, uh, and hopefully give him some kind of good advice. And, and I, I think it did. I mean, uh, he's a fan. I see him liking some of the posts nowadays. And, uh, so I know everything's good, you know, that's he, awesome. All right. That's he really gave, cool. Gave him a shirt and stuff like that. So oh, that's uh, just to bring him, bring him into the family, bring him into yeah. the, the Cause man, like I said, we're just, we're just some regular guys, bro. Just trying to play rock and roll and, uh, and have a good time man, and, and, and give people a good time as well. That's awesome. Well, I think you make the world a better place by helping people like that, but also just by playing music. I think that helps a lot of people um, in general, just help, like you said, get out your, their aggressions or their feelings or emotions or whatever. So um, and in terms of making the world a better place, is there a charity that you like to support or have people donate to if they have a few bucks lying around? Uh, sure, man. Uh, the one that, that we kind of stick to is, a uh, health Alliance for awesome musicians. And, uh, okay. they're very special to awesome musicians, man. Uh, they give us healthcare, you know, and, and they don't ask for a penny from us. Uh, wow. you know, they go, it's an organization that's, you know, if, if you're from Austin and, and you can show that you're actively in, in a band and you're trying to do something because a lot of those guys are gig workers, you know, and they work day to day and, you know, they're, 
living off of fifty dollars a gig and doing it six, seven times a week, you know. So, um, as well as trying to live in a very expensive city. So this is something that the city, um, or I guess this organization has put together uh, to help the awesome musicians. What's it called uh, again? Get with the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. Okay, I will put that in the notes so if people can throw that a few bucks that way, that'd be good. And I'll also put in the uh, your website and people can follow you on, on the social medias and all that stuff. Uh, this has been amazing. I, I, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys live at some point. So uh, we'll say goodbye to the audience. And then if you want to stick around, we can talk about that uh, beer. Cool. All right. Okay. All right. So goodbye audience. Goodbye. Thank you to Josh Rosh, Blackheart Saints. Check out their music on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you listen to music. And I think you'll agree these guys have some chops. If you like it, make sure to follow them on social media to keep up with new music and show dates for the band. And follow me on social media as well to keep up with new podcast episodes. And make sure to like, share, and comment. That will help the show grow. I can't grow without you guys, so I want you to know I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, I've seen a lot of growth from the show recently, and it's just really cool to see. I'm glad other people enjoy it because I enjoy doing it so much. It's the ultimate high to see when other people are enjoying it as well. So thank you again. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And remember, shoot for the moon.